right, Nick, what are we doing here? What is all this noise? What is happening? What is happening right oh, now? Oh, sorry, do I have to stop? I get so excited. <laughs> I'm doing, um, <laughs> Leah, we're doing some semi-occluded vocal tract exercises, or as the cool kids call it, S-O-V-T. Mm. Um, shall, shall I tell you what it is? What S-O-V-T is? I'm semi-occluded vocal tract. Let's see if I can remember the one thing that I remember about this Brilliant. now, since, uh, since we've been talking about it a little bit. Semi-occluded vocal tract means partly closed mouth <laughs> right yeah partly closed part of the vocal tract in some way okay okay so not just right. the mouth go on then you you say the things that actually explain it <laughs> let me just put my geek specs on <laughs> <sighs> okay so uh semi-occluded vocal tract exercises um They've been used in voice training by all sorts of practitioners for yonks, like dating back to the 60s. Ooh. So people like Arthur Lessac and Kristen Linklater have used them for a long time. And actually, this fascinated me, but I found a reference to SOVT being used as far back as the 1800s. Good In like speech and language therapy context. What was it? Oh, speech and language therapy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, according to this other guy, Sidney Barnett, in his paper from like 2017, um, which is called The Advancement of Voice Therapy and the Contribution of Vocal Function Exercises, uh, the scientific benefits weren't really understood until the mid-90s. So basically, I think the olden days people were doing it by accident because oh, right. they felt nice, which is kind of what SOVT does. It feels really nice. Um Anyway, in layman's terms, it makes voicing easier. <laughs> that's kind of it. Um, right, and it's right. that's sort of, I feel like, all the voice user needs to know, really, um, to at least be able to explore it and have a play. Like, there's loads of interesting science behind it, but basically, you're sort of right in the sense that it is about closure of the vocal tract, but not just the mouth. And it's about partially narrowing, that's semi-occluding, mm-hmm. um, the vocal tract, which is the area from the vocal folds to wherever sound leaves the body... <laughs> that we speak <laughs> not trumps uh, right, 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 right. from like mouth or nose um, whilst voicing so you're partially narrowing the vocal tract while you're making a sound and what this does is it creates a back pressure of airflow down onto the vocal folds mm. like back down your throat which counters the air pressure the subglottic air pressure coming from underneath the vocal folds that we use to phonate or make sound right. um, and what that does is help the vocal folds close with as little engagement or tension from the surrounding laryngeal structures, which is what happens when we're inefficiently voicing, like all sorts of muscles get involved and try and help us voice. So basically easy voicing, which is kind of what we all want. Because we've been talking about it being good for warm-ups. So it makes voicing easier, but what's the what's the deal with the warm-ups? Why is it specifically good for warm-ups? Be- well, you've said it, because it makes it easier. And what we want in a warm-up is easing ourselves in. We don't want warm-ups that are really effortful. So it's really good for warming up your voice because it encourages consistent airflow and voicing with minimal tension and really good vocal fold closure. And what we want for really sort of efficient voicing is consistent air pressure and good vocal fold closure with minimal tension so it kind of hits all of those and it's really good for like resets during the day so if you're doing loads of speaking and you need a bit of a sort of reset halfway through it's good for that and it's really good for cooling down mainly due to the sort of tension release element so it can help you get rid of any tensions that may have crept up if you're doing like extreme voicing or like basically just eight hours of recording an audiobook or something like that it's just good for releasing tension right right so what what sort of what sort of noises should we be making as an SOVT exercise yeah. um <laughs> I just love the idea. What noise should I make? Which one? Which of the noises? <laughs> Which one? Big noise. Um, 
so we were doing loads of them at the top there. Teaser. Um, Lip Trill is a very classic SOVT that we all know. And people are like, yeah, Lip Trills are great, but I don't really know why. Well, this is why. This whole episode is why. So what you're doing there is, as I'm sure you can tell, closing, semi-occluding, partially closing the uh, exit of the vocal tract of the lips there. So that's when the lips are helping. They're not completely closed, otherwise no sound would come out. They're just partially closed. So that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, another really nice one that I used that was introduced to me as part of my um, accent method breathing, which has nothing to do with accents. Oh, it's really? a breathing method. Why is it called About kind of rhythmic breathing? accents. Oh, that's a whole other episode. Oh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Let's not right. go into it. I'll just, Let's I'll stick to on, one I'll just thing. collect all these red herrings together and put them in the bin. <laughs> right. Anyway, uh, but the <laughs> exercise that comes from that is this puffy whoosh sound, like a. Oh yeah, I love so that. I I always describe it like um, the sound that my husband makes when he eye rolls when he feels like I've asked too much of him. <laughs> oh, what 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 would be too much? What would that amount to? Do you suppose? Um, well, he'd probably think it was something like, um, darling, would you mind closing your sock drawer every once in a while? He'd go, <laughs> I mean, just learning how to close a drawer. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Apart from that, he's actually the perfect man. Just can't close a drawer. Yeah. So he would be like, close a drawer. <sighs> hey, great. Oh, <laughs> what? I love it. She's so high maintenance. God, well, who have I ended up with? <laughs> Anyway, so if you do Great. that sound, but you slide up and down like you would on a lip trill. It's also really nice. And the other thing you can do is just use any kind of voiced fricative. Fricatives are the sound created by a friction between two um, articulators touching. So like v for vegetable, v for this, or z for zebra. Right. Um, so anything like brilliant, and then just, so then just to recap, it's this the times at which you'd be using these exercises are for warming up your voice at the beginning of the day and just a lovely reset somewhere in the middle of the day. Mm, yeah, anytime I'm so if I've got a day of like say in the morning I have some voiceovers today, I'll do a little bit of SOVT before I start. Then if I've got a couple of one-to-ones, maybe back-to-back, so that's a lot of talking. I'll While I'm sorting everything out and getting everything open, I'll be like... <laughs> uh, and then maybe I'll I'll quickly nip to the loo in between client like three and four, and I'll be like... I'm miming, nipping to the loo, by the way. <laughs> that's, that's why I'm giggling so much, is because I can see Nick just <laughs> buzzing away as she mimes her running up and down the stairs. <laughs> that wasn't SOVT that was mime of wee noise sorry too far um, and then what I sometimes tend to I'm do I'm sure the... mimes and noises I just need to point out um, and then the final thing I would do is on the end of a day uh, I love a wee cheeky bit of semi-supine and I would lie on semi-supine I would just let the breath drop in nice and easily and I would let it out on a gentle puffy whirl like like a sigh of relief oh, and then I'd let the breath in that's what I do just now, I now know these days what semi-supine is, but could you please describe it for people who may not know yet? Sure. It's professional lying on the floor. Um, <laughs> you lie on on your back. Um, so the best thing is to start full supine, a.k.a. completely on your back with your hands by your sides, uh, legs out straight. Then just bend your knees upwards and put your feet flat on the floor so that your legs form kind of a triangle. Yes, yes. And you put your feet kind of hip-width apart. Um 
Yeah, it's really comfy. It's from Alexander Technique. Lovely. Well, now then, in a minute, we've got some more experts coming on the show to talk to us about why we should add a straw into the SOVT mix. Then, later on, we're going to tell you exactly how you can win a very special straw that does all sorts of clever things. Yes, but first of all, here's a short musical interlude. It wasn't that. It's coming now. We hope you enjoy it. If you're feeling like your voice needs some attention And you don't know where to turn or what to do Then there's something that we really need to mention The SOVT straw's a thing for you SOVT straw, it's a straw But it's used for what you've not used it before Oh the straw, yes the straw It's the widget that we've all been looking for It will revolutionise your vocal warm it's all about the science, that's a fact It will help protect and strengthen and develop Your precious semi-occluded vocal tract SOBT straw, it's a straw But it's used what you've not used it before Oh the straw, yes the straw It's the widget that we've all been looking for SOVT Straw. They've taken care of the science so you can take care of your voice. Get a 15% discount with the code VOSOCIAL. Hello, I'm Jeremy Fisher. I am half a vocal process and I'm a vocal coach, musician, voice trainer, author and general person who knows a bit about voice. And I'm the other half of the vocal process. I was in a lovely state of calm before we started this session. Tell them who you are. <laughs> yeah, Dr Gillianne Kays. And then running around looking for Jeremy's SOVT straw. Oh, you shouldn't have told him ah. that. Yes, oh, indeed. And so where do you Jeremy. keep it? Where? I've used it so much I can't remember where I put it. There was almost a marital fight over the straws because both straws that were sourced in the house yeah. are mine. Yes. I see. Uh-huh. Did you find it did you find it with the car keys and his wallet and his spare pants and everything else that men can't find? Am I right, ladies? <laughs> I can always find my car keys, thank you. It's usually the well, other way sure, around. Sure, sure, sure. We're sure, all sure. very proud. So now, we brought you on the um programme though, because we want to hear from you about the SOBT store mm. particularly. So mm. we've already talked about SOBT exercises mm. and the sort of benefits that they can bring earlier on in the show. Show, but you guys have decided to get involved with this in a sort of spokesperson sort of capacity. Mm. So tell us why. Why is it that the SOBT story is so appealing to you? Can I speak a, a little bit first? Um, because I don't uh, know. Can you? Yeah, I <laughs> Will think I so. Let you? <laughs> uh, Will I let you? <laughs> I mean, we're obviously married. You can tell that Jeremy. we're a couple. I think that's pretty obvious. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy tends to be more sort of performance uh, geared in uh, voice education, and I'm much more Mrs. Technique, so I'm the singing teacher uh, researcher. We're both very interested in the application of voice science and voice research to the way that people use their voices. Mm. We train teachers as well as singers. Mm. I first got into straws, in fact, with the um, Dr. Vox straw, because I was having a little bit of voice problem um, due to fatigue, because I'm, I have hypothyroid, so it's a, a functional issue. Mm. And I found it was very useful for massaging the vocal folds. And then I saw a lot of people talking about straws on the internet and, oh, you must use this tiny one and you must use this wide one. And then 
When we met Oren, and Jeremy, you'll explain how we came to meet Oren in a moment, and we heard that he was actually putting together a straw with variable lengths and widths, we went, okay, this is cool, plus it's metal, so no plastic. Mm. I love it. And it's a beautiful, beautiful design. Mm. Do you want to say more about how we first came across Oren? Oren came on one of our courses and uh, we got chatting. Well, then, no, before you do, because actually um, at this point in the show, people don't know who Oren is. Oren is um, Mr. Mr. SOVT Straw. He the, is. What would you call him? Founder? Yeah, Oren is CEO. the... Fa- uh, Just Oren. Mr. Straw, I think. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Straw. Well, yeah. he's the inventor. Mr. S. Straw. Yeah. Oren yeah. Bader is the inventor of the SOVT Straw, mm. uh, this particular version that, that we're using at the moment. Um, we met, he came on one of our courses and mm. we got chatting and uh, we thought that he was a really interesting person and also his ethics are very much match ours, mm. which is really important um, when you're even vaguely thinking about working with people and going into partnership with them. Mm. And he started telling us more about the straw and we were going, this is really interesting. All of the things that he's putting together being variable so that you can actually vary the pressure and flow while you're phonating, while you're actually making sounds. So, I mean, empirically, voice trainers and singing teachers have been playing around with straws for ages. We kind of know that they work for us, but we don't know why. And I think the other thing people will have noticed is that one size doesn't fit all. It's become a mantra, really, with our company. One size doesn't fit all in anything, really. Mm. I, I mean, as a singer, you might be looking at, well what would be the different size of straw for a classical singer as opposed to a theatre singer. But in spoken voice, I would guess that you're looking at, well, which straw is the best warm-up for me when I've got to go on stage and fill a theatre with my voice? Which straw is going to be best for me with my radio voice? What straws am I going to use for this character in my voiceover? I mean, I know from listening to you two, you have a broad range of characterizations, <laughs> yeah. And it's, you know, it's just so nice to have a straw where you can play around with those kind of variables that are in there. You know, do, do I have it at its longest? Do I have it at its narrowest? Am I going to use it in water or not? I think this is also, it's, it's very much task-based. What's the job that you have to do and what does your voice have to do to be able to do that job? So if you're doing something like a, an audiobook, which is long term, I mean, you're, you are speaking into the microphone with real precision and clarity for several hours at a time. So you're going to need to know that your voice is going to stand up. It's going, you're going to have the stamina for it, but also it's going to be... The thing for me about using the straw is it's about efficiency. Mm-hmm. And it's being efficient in whatever job that is. So if I need to do some really powerful phonating or really powerful sounds, I need to know that my voice is going to stand up to it and I need to know that I'm not going to use excess energy. What's so great about the straw Mm. is that while you're doing it, while you're using it, you can play around with the settings so that you can make it shorter or longer or you can make the resistance higher or lower. And the whole point for me is to get your voice, your own personal voice, the most efficient it can be for that job. That's really interesting because what we've spoken about a lot with the SOVT exercises in the earlier part of the show is about sort of getting your voice ready to use in terms of warming it up and Mm -hmm. and also a reset in the middle of the day, Nick mentioned. Um, But this is also, this is a really interesting development which is about actually getting your voice in the right place it needs to be, not just warmed up, but also like training it into position. Yes. It's actually fine. It's almost like finding your most efficient default, because mm. often 
we don't have a most efficient default. We just have what we do. And, and that becomes our habitual voice use. And, and we just yeah. don't realise perhaps the level of effort that we're using. Yes. For, for like uh, Mr or Mrs works too hard, yeah. if they take the straw and they're kind of working through this on their own, is the rebalancing something that they actively have to do or will... Uh, will the straw rebalance it for them? I'm just thinking of people who have no nobody there helping them with it. If they buy a straw and they're having a little play, what is it about the feedback that they'll get from the straw that will make them then change that voice? That's a that, really that great question. Yeah. That's a fantastic question. Yeah. I think, to be honest, yes, you do get feedback from the straw. Mm. Yes, the straw will really help you because you can feel... Well, but that's interesting because I think there is... I mean, I've not thought of it this way because, of course, we're all very experienced vocalists. A very inexperienced vocalist, just as Nick said, might blow down the straw and go, oh, well, the straw doesn't work for me because that's uncomfortable. That's why I like being able to change setting while you're doing it so you can just play around. Mm. 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 Can you give me then some examples of people that you know that have used the straw, having gone from having some sort of concern or issue they wanted to work on, started using the straw and found that it's helped them in some way? One of our students um, had quite an, a breathy sound. So it was, hang on, let me see if I can do it. It's not the sort of gentle, warm microphone type voice I'm using now. She sort of had one of these where there wasn't quite enough closure in the sound so that you were getting quite a lot of turbulence in there. Okay, so not much definition. Not much definition. Okay, a little bit like that. And so what we did was we gave her the straw and we experimented with, or she in fact, experimented with slightly different lengths and widths. Mm. And what she discovered was that there was a setting in the middle that enabled her vocal folds to close, which gave her a more clear signal. And it meant that she could still do the soft and warm and gentle, but it had a clearer signal underneath it. Which is really, really good for close mic work. It's, I, I'm loving mm. hearing about how it affects how aware you are of your own voice. Because, I mean, I've, I wear headphones when I voice and I, and I know how I sound, but I'm almost oblivious probably to, to the feeling of it coming out of my face. I'm just sort of getting on with it and I don't really pay any attention. Yeah. But it's, it's, an, it's another big step towards like complete awareness. And uh, what, what is it, Nick? It's, it's conscious... Conscious, conscious competence. Oh, yeah. competence. Four stages of learning. Yeah. So yes. unconscious incompetence, conscious incompetence, conscious competence, unconscious competence. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's we're going from conscious competence. That's yes. where I'm. Get, that's where yeah, I get yeah, to yeah, with yeah. my yes. straw. Yeah. Yeah. What's Lovely. really nice about it is also you can do this by sound. It's not just by feel. So if you already have the setup to be able to record yourself and listen mm. back instantly, mm. or even listen back live, one of the things that you can do is experiment with the different settings and hear what effect it has on you. And I think also, it was also really interesting that's occurring to me as we go along is that um, people sort of expect a widget or a gadget or something to come along into their life and then immediately solve a problem mm -hmm. or change things in some way. Mm -hmm. But actually what this is, is this, it's an ongoing relationship. It's something mm -hmm. that you have to kind of work on and experience experiment with and try all the different things until you understand what it is that you're doing with it. You've got to learn it, right? Um, I'm going to mm. say yes and no. Okay. Um, what's interesting is that you can take it and play with it and get a result from it straight away. 
Um, the, the ongoing thing is, are you going to decide to change your, your, the way that your voice works or are you going to just use it as a top-up thing? And you can do either. Sorry, I just had a question about usability. I'm constantly trying to sit in like the head of my clients in the sense that they're like, oh my God, this is exciting. I want one of these. And I, um, I know from a couple of them have bought one and gone, Nick, I have this. What the heck? Like, where do I start? What do I, what do I, like, what's the first thing I do? I, I have some people going, I didn't even know how to take the brush out. Like, I was going to say, the first thing, thing, the first thing to do is take the brush out <laughs> yep. or you will find it impossible to blow down. Yeah. So, so if you were approaching this, if you knew you, you know, if this had been recommended because of vocal fatigue yep. and you're a voice user yep. and you buy it and it arrives on your doorstep, what's, what's the way in? Okay, great. Love that. Um, extend it as far as it'll go, stick the widget on the end, blow down the wide end. Because this is the other thing, if you blow down the wide end, you will get more back pressure. If you blow down the narrow end, you'll get slightly less back pressure. So I would do extremes to start with. It's the best way, frankly, to learn anything. So the first way you blow down is fully extended, blowing from wide to narrow. And then you collapse it, take the widget off, and you blow narrow to wide. The widget is a little, the little screw, screw thing on it's the end. It's a screw right? top yeah. thing, screw which top actually thing. adds extra extra types of pressure. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm going to um, just give some other suggestions. They're not really different ones, but um, can I have the widget? You can. Mm-hmm. So I would do the mm-hmm. same as Jeremy, which is I would you know pull it out to its its greatest length. And uh, I would start by blowing down the narrow end. And I might do a few little loops so I could warm up my range a bit. And just get some feedback on that. Um, If you're a man, can I just demo the male version of that? Mm. Because the guys will not... Use your own straw, Jeremy. I'm I'm using (laughs) my own, thank you. you And with that, you are warming up and rebalancing. Both at the mm-hmm. same time, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's useful Efficiency. about yeah. What's useful about it is that a lot of people higher is louder, and therefore they push harder. And that's not going to be very useful in um, any kind of speaking or singing situation. So that that might be the first thing that I would do. There's something I think we should say, because we keep saying blow down it, but I do want to talk about this, because mm. so many people actually don't know the first thing to do. Yeah, true. And it's a, we still haven't decided on the right word. Because if you say blow down it, people do this, and don't actually mm. make any noise. If you hum, if you say if, hum down it. If you it. say hum down it, the sound tends to come down your nose. Oh, yeah. If you say sing down it, you don't tend to put your lips around the straw because you want to use words. If you Mm. say speak down it, you're singing words. You're saying words. Mm. So what we tend to do is to say this. Start with an ooh. Ooh. Mm. And if you take that Mm. ooh, your lips are already in the right position to go around down the straw, Mm. around the straw. Ooh. Ooh, and you just put the straw in your mouth and speak down ooh it down like it. that. Ooh down the you straw. Ooh down the straw. Maybe ooh. that's the best word. <laughs> well, I think you can either use the foot vowel or the goose vowel. Yeah, or. Oh, okay. I quite like yeah. the foot vowel. The oh. Oh. Yeah. So you have that little bit of, obviously you've got to have a tiny bit of lip rounding. What's the deal with the water mm. then? Why, why, am I, why am I sticking the end of my SOBT straw in a glass ah. of water? Right. Okay, well, the water gives you more back pressure. 
because now instead of pushing against the air when the the when your sound comes out of the end of the straw it's just pushing against atmospheric air but when you put it into water you're now pushing the weight of the water as well so it gives you more back pressure and when you do that you're going to get a different balance it also depends how far yeah. into the water yeah. you you um, push it Mm. So I take the little nozzle off. I Personally, have. I, I have. take the dongle off. I have. I'm now going to demonstrate with the straw in water, but I'm taking the dongle off. I'm making my life easy. Broadly speaking, oh, wider is better in water because of the extra resistance. So at the moment I have the straw at full length. Um, the dongle is off. So I am on setting... I am on setting 3A. Okay. Which is setting 7 of 12. Right. <laughs> um, just so that you know. And I'm going to do the straw out of water, and then I'm going to put the straw in water, and you'll hear the bubbles. Right. Now, what this I does, I love, I love <laughs> this exercise. What it actually does is it gives you a little bit more back pressure, but it's also fluctuating. This is now an alternating current. Uh-huh. When you blow down the straw in air, you are doing a direct current. It's just you blow and it comes out in the atmosphere and it's straight away. When you do the straw in water, it's an alternating current because the pressure of the water goes down, you blow the water away from you, and then it bounces back up again. So that pressure comes back up the straw and it goes backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards, up and down, up and down. It's actually a great way of giving your voice a massage. This is the massage effect, yes. I have another theory as to why um, it's useful, and I will absolutely be stand corrected on this, so I'm really laying my cards on the table here. Um, uh, I like it with newcomers to the straw because they get the visual yes, feedback of, yes. what, of what the bubbles look like. Mm -hmm. yes. So if the bubbles are big and spitty and all over the place, they Yum. can go, oh God, and they can sort of, if you can say to them, I like nice little even bubbles, then they can look at that and focus on that as an effect, yeah, and then feel it in the voice. Totally with you. Oh, thank God. I know. I think that's. I think that's totally fantastic. I would. Um, you. <laughs> not only the visual aspect, but it allows you to um, experiment with breath control. One of the things I say to people if they're struggling to get through a sentence is lip trill it or, like, straw through it, mm -hmm. because then you're. It's that thought breath connection. So it's the idea that you're you're, when we're speaking conversationally, our brain knows the thought so it takes yeah. exactly the amount of air it needs to get through the thought because you've made the thought but if you're working with someone else's thought yes. you didn't create that thought so you have no idea how long much breath is going to take to get through it mm. so if you like lip trill it or you SOVT through it in some way it helps you map the thought map the words and map mm. how much breath you mm. need yeah. to get through it I mean I feel like sort of it's been answered but I'm going to say it anyway mm -hmm. so somebody that I really respect in a um, who is incredibly highly skilled and incredibly highly informed, thinks the straws are no load of bollocks and uh, <laughs> that you don't really need it and you can do SOVT absolutely fine without it. Please, can I get your response? You certainly can. That? Okay. First of all, there are two types of SOVT. There's active and passive. So I doubt very much that this trainer you respect doesn't use any SOVT. At all. Yeah, so that's the first thing. Um, active SOVT is where you make the what's called the semi-occluded bit. So things like the lip trill and yeah. zzz, zzz, even things like mm, 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 
All of those are semi-occluded exercises. And they're active because you're making them. And we've been using them for centuries, both spoken voice and singing voice trainers. Absolutely. So the straw is a passive version where you're not making it, the straw's doing it for you. Mm. The advantage of a passive version is that it is always the same. You cannot guarantee that when you're doing a lip trill that you're using exactly the same pressure all the time. Mm. So if you're going to do mm. exercises and if you're going to use it as a, as a regulation tool, if you like, to help mm. you find out what you're doing, the straw actually trumps the, um, the other stuff because it's the same all the time. You know what the setting is. Everything has been scientifically validated. And so in a way, that's the biggest help is you know exactly what's going on with it. I'm going to give um, a perspective, you know, from the other side, which is I can see that a very experienced trainer might look at this, you know, all the fuss about straws and say, well, yeah, but what are we using this thing for? What happens when the vocalist takes it out of their mouth? Why does that make a difference? Mm. And I actually think that's quite a reasonable question. And I think it's important that it's one of the reasons why we're really supporting Oren in what he's doing, because he doesn't just sell the blooming thing. He tells us how to use it mm. and he tells us why. And, you know, he does make the science, which is, is pretty difficult stuff, actually, you know, all of the, the maths and the formulae. He makes it understandable. And once I think people have, you know, understood why it works, they've then got the tools to pick up the straw and go, okay, I wonder what would happen if. And I think that's a very powerful question for any of us to ask, rather than, you know, the situation, I've come across people who say, you must use this straw, this is the only kind of straw to use. Nope. And you're going, nope. Nope. Not necessarily, you know, the teeny weeny ones which are, are used by a lot of singing voice trainers, actually, and which um, were initially recommended uh, by Ingo Tietze, the tiny ones for um, spoken voice for teachers. I can't use them. I find them crippling. So one size doesn't fit all. And I mean, obviously, that's why this particular product is useful. I have an example. And now this is a singing example, but it was so clear that it worked. I was um, playing piano for a singer and we were doing a world premiere of a song cycle and in the rehearsal she lost her voice. Oh. And it's like, well, there's nobody to replace her mm. because it's the first, <laughs> it's the world premiere of this piece. And she said, what do I do? And I said, here's a straw. Here are the exercises that you do. Sing down it, get a bottle of water, blow down it, sing into the sing through the straw into the mm. water, mm. do 20 minutes. Mm. She did 20 minutes. She said, my voice has come back. Mm. Boom. There it is. And and we did we did the performance and it went well. Mm. Incredible. She'd never Actually, I have an example. Yeah. Um, we were at the One Voice conference very recently um, oh, and yeah. they did far too much shouting. And the next morning I had to interview the keynote speaker on stage in front of a bunch of people, a whole like audience. And my voice was wrecked. It was wrecked from all the shouting on a boat. And then um, Nick it did that exact thing. She handed me a straw and a cup of water and said, off you go. And 10 minutes later, I was like functioning, <laughs> yeah. functioning. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. She it didn't even amazing. pay me for that bit of I advice didn't. either. She I didn't pay for anything. Leah. What goes on here? Really? Freebie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's 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 the fact of it. Yeah. Is that mm. it? It does all these wonderful things that we've worked through. But at the end of the day, if you've got a big problem with your voice, 
Mm. It can and that's the sort help. of simple yeah. magic of it. Yeah. Thank you very, very, very much, both of you. That has been completely educational. <laughs> I've learned a lot of stuff. You're welcome. Thank you. Absolutely. I think everyone did really, really well to not laugh at sentences like... Um, oh. Pull it out to its full Long, length. Long, short. <laughs> but bring it out to its full length. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, dear. Very professional. So, very exciting news. We have teamed up with Ravox, who make SOVT straws, to give away a free one of their recently upgraded straws. They're beautiful little widgets. They normally cost about £30, and we're really excited about the whole thing. Yay! So, to be in with a chance to win, just retweet the tweet that we've linked in the show notes. That's retweet the tweet that we've linked in the show notes. There's a tongue twister. You'll see when you click it. Um, it's our SOVT straw sing-along video. <laughs> yeah, you heard. And it's horrifyingly catchy. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. So this competition only runs until the 14th of October. So if you're listening after that, you can't enter. But we have wangled a 15% discount if you use the code VOSocial, or one word, at checkout. Hooray! 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 I've been Leah Marks. <laughs> <laughs> and we are the <laughs> social. <laughs> Together till the end.